COE champion over everything. Welcome to the COE podcast. I have with me today my friend, my brother, uh, pastor, man, uh, leader in the community, Mr. Van Jones. Van, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic, man. How you doing today? Doing well, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, You know, today we're going to talk about the integrity of a champion. And uh, I couldn't think of a a better person than Van. Van has inspired me throughout the years. and, you know, I, I've never really given him his roses and told him how much of an inspiration he's been to me. So today, Van, that's what I'm doing, man. So I appreciate everything that you've done, the leadership you've shown over the years, um, and, man, just the excellence and uh, integrity that you've shown. Well, thank, um, you, thank you so much for the opportunity, and uh, it's an honor just to be used by the kingdom, man. I promise it is. Yes, sir. So we start off every show uh, with... You know, our guests is telling their champion story. And that champion story is pretty much your background. You know, uh, things you may have had to overcome in any capacity of your life. So the platform is yours. Uh, I think life is overcoming obstacles. Uh, Mom and dad are born and raised in Mississippi Delta uh, in Mound Bayou. Um, A lot of us on on the line or on the podcast may not know what, what Mound Bayou is or was. It was the largest black municipality at the time. And I was born in Tabori in the hospital there. And my mom, um, she had three children by the time she was 19. Um, she dropped out at, in eighth grade. Uh, she went back to finish her double A degree at uh, Mississippi Delta Community College. Um, Dad dropped out in the 11th. So life has been just a bunch of obstacles. Uh, mom worked tirelessly at 19, 20, learned to read. And as she learned to read, she was, she was um, pregnant with me and she would read John uh, I think it was one of the scriptures in the text uh, it was saying the truth that sets you free so uh, from from birth I was birthed uh, with uh, the, the the mindset and the idea that although things are tough the truth will set you free and you mm-hmm. can overcome obstacles um, played basketball all through uh, high school, didn't really play in junior high, uh, but it, we had a challenging time. It was seven of us in the house. We had some challenging days. My father never made a lot of money. He worked on the catfish ponds in the Mississippi Delta. Uh, my brothers and I did rice. Uh, we chopped cotton. Uh, we mowed grass. We washed cars. We did soybean. We did a lot of agriculture work in the Delta. So all challenge, all overcoming, and. Um, I get to Southern Miss in 1996. Um, I took the ACT once and didn't. I think I made a 16 or a 17 on it. And I came to Southern Miss in 96 as a non-qualifier. Uh, they call it Prop 48. Mm-hmm. And they told me if I finished in four years, I would earn my fourth year of athletics. So uh, deficient in mathematics, deficient in a bunch of areas coming out of high school. I was not focused and. Um, I finished it in four, and I earned. I was the first athlete, um, in, in one of the first athletes in the country to earn my first year back uh, in 2000, 2001. And I finished in 2000, uh, graduated in 2000, and I earned my, my fourth year to play. So just a life has been a bunch of obstacles, a uh, bunch of challenges, but God has seen us through it all. 
I've worked in coaching. You know, coaching is a roller coaster ride, a carousel. Um, uh, at Hasburg High, Laurel, Lumberton, Oak Grove, a lot of challenges there. Uh, I, I've, I've been a school administrator, and you talk about challenges, trying to get the next generation ready for the world. It's always a challenge there. I worked in the nonprofit world. Uh, where people promise you resources and they just don't come. Mm. But we've had some great, great times. I worked at Pine Belt 360, a nonprofit. Don and Stephen Beam and myself started in 2012. Just a bunch of roller coaster rides, a bunch of uncertainties, a bunch of hardships, a bunch of obstacles, but we overcome. And, and I, I've been in business for the last 11 years uh, with my wife, Nicole. You talk about obstacles uh, <laughs> from we started March 12th, 10 as our birthday and when we incorporated and ever since then it's been a challenge. Uh, we uh, uh, Buses, tires blowing out, engines stopping, buildings leaking, uh, you name it, it has happened over the past 11 years. Um, but God has been faithful. Well, we leased the building in Pedal in 2016. We were kicked out of the building eight, uh, two years later mm. at a new owner. Uh, so it, I think it, uh, anybody listening on the call or on the podcast, if you can overcome obstacles or if you can just fight, don't quit, don't give up, that's my word for today because in the text Jesus said, in this life you will have difficulties, trials, and troubles, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And I just challenge everybody, don't quit because life is tethered with obstacles, but you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. Um, that's big. You know, one of the big things my wife always tells me is don't hold back. And a lot of times I think we miss that 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 mindset of we want to give, not give our all sometimes, but we want the world to be given to us. Mm. And we don't realize that we have to overcome those obstacles first in our mind before we can overcome the obstacles that are in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so today kind of talking about, you know, integrity, and, and as you mentioned, being a coach, being an administrator, being a nonprofit world, being a business owner, I'm sure you've seen some issues where integrity has come to play. You could have taken an easy route or some of your players could have taken an easy route. Um, so as far as a champion and having a champion mindset and having, um, you know, just being filled with integrity, what does that look like from your, your world? Well, first off, it has to be learned. Uh, parents have to model it for their children. Parents have to, to, to train, uh, I think, is it Proverbs 22? It says, train up a child the way you want them to go. When they get old, they will not depart from it. And parents have to model integrity and train it and teach it and hold students and boys and girls accountable for that. And they grow up being people of accountability and integrity. I was thinking about integrity before we started, integrity has a bunch of definitions and one is to be honest, one is to be true, one is to be complete and sound, one is to be uh, without holes, another one is to strict adherence to a moral code. Mm -hmm. And we have to teach that to the next generation, we have to teach it to ourselves. All throughout my career, the last 25 years, uh, I've been tempted or uh, I've been persuaded to do things that were not, uh, I think uh, the, uh, one of my favorite coaches calls it above the line. Uh, people come to you and want you to do things that are not above, uh, 
that that are below the line and it's our goals our challenge to keep it above the line keep it uh, uh, 100 um, it's so easy to to cheat a little bit here or cook the books there mm-hmm. especially when you your business owner my wife and our partners it's so easy to do but we understand that God is watching us and we understand that um, we answer to a higher calling and whatever's done in the dark is gonna come out in the light so it's just go ahead to be people of integrity on the front end. Yeah, yeah. So you, you said something interesting um, right then. Cooking the books, cheating. Um, I read this quote this morning about being in the gym when you're trying to work out. If you cheat on your sets, you never will grow to the space you need to get to. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel that, uh, you know, today's culture do you feel like the community is really teaching the aspects of integrity or are we teaching people to take shortcuts? Um, people say all the time that the children are not what they used to be or the world is changing. The world is changing because we're changing the world. The world is changing. The children are changing because the parents and leaders are changing. Um, nothing worthwhile is easy. I tell my children that all the time. Anything worth having is worth fighting for and again it is imperative that we teach the next generation teach the, uh, anybody we come in contact with the importance of not cheating uh, we tell the kids don't lie still and cheat don't cheat fight to the finish and especially don't cheat yourself yeah. um, you can cheat uh, other people but don't cheat yourself I don't want you to cheat other people but especially don't cheat on yourself in the gym with your business with your uh, personal devotion time with the Lord, uh, be people who uh, of integrity who don't cheat, uh, especially on yourself. But to answer your question, we have lost our way as it relates to integrity as a nation, as a people. But it's cyclical. It, it's happened before. You look back in history. Uh, that's why it's important to study history. It's happened before, and it continues to happen. But I've been praying and asking the Lord for a global revival uh, where people turn back to him and where the family structure is restored Mm -hmm. and I worked in education for 14 years and uh, the devil had a plan to take the men out of the home to take the heads out of the home and it's very difficult I love the moms it's very difficult for a mom to be a father she cannot be a father she has her role and the father has his role. And when she has to, to do both or vice versa, when the dad has to do both, there are some deficiencies, there are some gaps. And it's fatiguing being a parent anyway. It's tiring, mm-hmm. but having to carry the load by yourself is very difficult. But it is our responsibility as a nation, as leaders, you and I, uh, the, uh, the after school world, the teachers we work with, the leaders we work with, to teach whoever we come in contact with the importance of integrity in 2021 and for the rest of their lives. Yes, sir. Uh, so pointing to the cross, man, I can't think of a, a, a better champion, right, mm-hmm. than Jesus Christ because he did die uh, to save us. Um, and, and, you know, you look in the Bible and what he did and who he was and how he lived, he definitely lived his, integ- uh, his life with integrity. But if you had another character out of the Bible that you would pinpoint that truly lived a life of integrity, who would that be and why? It's so many in the text. And um, 
we can talk in just a minute about some of the, the, the key characteristics of integrity of a champion. But one person that uh, embodies or was the epitome of that was the Apostle Paul. He one of my favorite characters. You know, um, he was Saul of Tarsus and he had his Damascus Road conversion. And from that point forward, I think he had maybe a 30 year ministry. Uh, from that point forward, he blazed trails for the kingdom. He was a champion. Even in his writings, he would always talk about uh, sports uh, analogies and make reference to sports, boxing mm -hmm. and running. Um, because we know that uh, uh, he was he was a Roman citizen, and that we know that he uh, also was a Jew. So uh, he probably watched. I'm sure he watched the Roman games, and yeah. I'm sure he uh, was engaged in some of those games. But my champion, the person that comes to mind, we know that he wrote um, 12, maybe 13 books in the New Testament. Uh, over uh, uh, it's 27 books, or maybe half of it he wrote. And he's one of my champions in the faith. And I, I'm, I, I've been studying Ephesians. Uh, man, I, Romans is a is a book of of, of, of knowledge that's hard. It's a code to to, to crack. Yeah. I love um, uh, Philippians. I just love all of the books. So my, my person would be Paul. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So key characteristics. Let's go. Well, what you got for me? When I think of champions, you know, I, co I played basketball. Mm -hmm. um, I played in uh, two state championships in high school. We had great teams. Uh, I played on an all-star team in 1986. We lost to Alabama, unfortunately. Um, I played on uh, many AAU teams. The summer at Southern Miss, I played on the summer league teams and we won the championship maybe four or five times in a row. Uh, in college, my last year, we won the regular season Conference USA uh, Men's Basketball Championship. We have, we have a ring and and um, it goes down in history. It was the first time it had been done winning the Conference USA because we were the Metro at first. Um, in, in, in the nonprofit world, uh, we had a lot of wins. We had a lot of success there in the basketball world. Uh, I was a head coach at Laurel High School. Our first year there, we went to the playoffs. And being a champion takes uh, perseverance. And it sounds simple, I call it simplex. We know that it takes some perseverance. Perseverance is simply um, uh, continuing to go and not giving up. I'm not saying don't tweak the plans or be flexible. But you have to persevere. You have to have some stick to itness. Some authors call it grit. You have to have some perseverance because the going is going to get tough. I remember many, many nights I wanted to leave the coaching profession. I remember getting uh, our senior night at one year at Old Grove High School. Uh, uh, we were a 5A at the time. A 2A school comes in and beat us 25 on senior night. Wow. Many times I wanted to give up in business. Uh, as a father, as, as a husband, many times I've been tempted to walk out. I've been tempted to say, you know what, it'd be easier. But I tell myself, you got to persevere because nothing worthwhile is easy. Success in the gym is not easy. Success in business is not easy. Success, it, it, even just cutting the grass is it, difficult because at the end it's going to be a finished product. So the number one characteristic, in my opinion, is perseverance. Okay. Yeah. What else you got for me? 
secondarily, um, the before perseverance, yeah, I think you should have passion for a mission. Uh, Charles Stanley calls it the great burden. What are you passionate about that God has created you to do and be? Uh, I'm passionate about teaching. Um, uh, Van T. Jones LLC is a teaching company where I get to teach leaders and coaches and, and uh, pastors and business owners uh, because I'm passionate about my why, my one thing. I'm passionate about what I was created to do and be. The scriptures, Romans 11, 29, said the gifts of God are irrevocable. He will not take those gifts back. So I challenge everybody, once you're passionate, once you find out what you're passionate about, mine is teaching. The, teach, uh, the T and teach stands for teach and power with words, author, coach, and harmonize. Once you get passionate about something, once you identify your why, what you will put on this earth to do, I call it a vapor-like life, is short. Once you identify what you put on this earth to do, then you persevere and do it. So you gotta have passion for a cause and your calling. And 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 don't quit, persevere to do it. But you gotta find out what it is. Okay. So it starts with us going back, teaching the youth uh, to identify their gifts. It's okay to experiment, try some things, but identify what God has created you to do and be. So we got passion, start, pretty much start with why. What is your why? What is your why? Um, then we got perseverance. You gotta persevere. All right. And as you persevere, you can always point back to that passion and that why. Because you, you mentioned Jesus' the story of the cross. Uh, him getting up on the cross. He uh, was thinking about us in 2021. He was thinking about my children, my grandchildren. And he, he, was, he persevered because he had passion. He had passion for you and I. He had passion for the kingdom. He had passion for... Uh, bringing, uh, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. He had passion for that thing. So it starts with passion and secondarily perseverance. And then third, you have to have a plan. Mm. And I, I, I do pretty much everything in threes because I know the brain works in threes. And once you get that passion, I visualize on the, on the podcast a triangle. At the top of the triangle, Put the passion, your why. Okay. What, what are you red hot, burning hot for? Second, uh, bottom right corner, you put persevere. And lastly, you gotta have a plan slash goals. I heard one person say, goals without a plan is like a wish. And we don't wanna go through life wishing and hoping. We wanna have a plan. I spent the other day working with a group of leaders uh, on their 2022 planning and how to plan efficiently and effectively. But I told them, I said, once you identify what your passion and your why, you gotta persevere through, you have to put some plans in place. You have to set some goals. And I challenge everybody, Reggie, I tell them to set five types of goals and then create your plans based on your goals. The first, the first goal is a spiritual goal. That's that vertical relationship with you and the master. Second is health goals. I have to take care of my temple. I have nowhere else to live other than my body. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul, one of, my, one of my champions said, don't you know that you are your body is the temple of the Most High God? So you have to take care of your temple. Make sure you're healthy. Make sure you're getting enough water, enough rest, eating the right food, getting your vitamins and minerals, making sure you uh, smile, laugh, um, make sure those right hormones are being released when uh, during, throughout the day. 
-hmm. After you set the spiritual health goals, you have to set personal goals. Those are the horizontal relationships. Am I being the best husband? How am I showing up? Um, am I showing up, showing up as the best father I possibly can be? How am I showing up with my, my friends, family, and loved ones? Those are the personal goals. After personal, you set calling goals. Calling is what we already talked about. What's my why? What am I red hot about? What we said in Romans 11:29 says the gifts of God are irrevocable. What am I uh, supposed to be doing? And I set goals in that. Uh, then lastly, financial goals. Jesus talked about money more than anything else because he said that's where our heart that, that that's where our heart is. Uh, man get up every day. We work 40 hours, 60, 80 hours a week to make money to provide for our families and meet our needs. And Jesus wants to challenge us, and we set goals with our with our finances. Mm -hmm. How much am I giving away? How much am I giving to the Lord? How much am I putting away? I will always be 25. Uh, the future is coming. Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. I will always be 44. You will always be your age. We have to look and plan for the future. And after you set those five types of goals, spiritual health, uh, personal calling, and financial, you set some plans in place. I, I have a nifty planner. Uh, I don't deviate from my planner. I write everything in my planner. And my everything in my planner is based on my goals. My five types of goals. Okay. And those things are highlighted. So, once we're passionate, we find out our why. Once we've identified what God has called us to do, we have to persevere through to it. And once we persevere, I guess persevere can be last too, or you can just cover it with a blanket of perseverance. You got to set some goals and some plans. I don't set my plans without looking at my goals first. Five types of overall, you know. You shared who, who your personal champion is. You've shared your champion story. Um, you've given us a, a wealth of knowledge as far as what we can do uh, to make sure that we are planning for our future, that we are persevering, um, uh, pretty much just going through practicing every single day to live a life of integrity. Yeah. It starts with us. It starts being rooted in the word, right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like it, we have to know who we are in order to know where we're going. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that, that, that's the tip of the, the triangle. I have to be passionate about who I am and about what I've been created to do. And what's wrong with us and the world, we don't know who we are. Number one, we don't know whose we are. Mm -hmm. Number two, we don't know who we are and why we were designed uh, to and put it here on this earth. He, he told us in the text, he said, um, go ye therefore, Matthew 28, and make disciples. And then over in Ephesians and 1 Corinthians and Romans, he talked about those gifts. Ephesians 4, he said some of the gifts and, and over in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, I think, he talked about the gifts in Romans 12, he talked about the gift. It is our duty to steer our children, our friends, those who God has given us influence over, to the towards their gifts, their giftings. Because he wouldn't give us those gifts and he didn't want us to use them. Mm -hmm. So we gotta be passionate about finding out who we are and serving the world through our giftings. And that makes us sharp. And I don't wanna, uh, I heard one author say, if I am not operating in my gifts, I get dull and rounded and nobody wants a dull knife. Mm -hmm. You want to be sharp. 
So it starts with that passion for why I'm here, why I exist. Let me run full speed towards that every day. So how does one truly know what their passion is? Uh, I know you kind of alluded to this a little bit, like it's okay to kind of go here, try this out, go here, try this out. But how does one really hone in on what their passion is? I know you said we as leaders, we have to coach people towards their gifts. Mm -hmm. But I have run into a few people. Um, I had a conversation with a young lady I worked with the other day in which she really does not know what her passion is. And I told her, I said, you know, make a list of things you really enjoy. From that list, I guarantee your passions are already listed there. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know exactly that that's something you're truly passionate about. But what's your aspect? What's your take on that? that that's the million dollar question. Why am I here? Books have been written about it. Podcasts, stories, series. Uh, number one, the, the I, I, I tell folks anytime I get up to teach, uh, we, we say a lot of what's, but very few pastors or leaders or teachers give you the how. We can't give you a recipe, but there are some clues, there are some strategies and tips mm -hmm. and principles to finding your passion, your why, who God has created you to be. First off, I, I like experimenting, but before I experiment, I want to have some in the book we talked about, the Grand Guide book, three P's, pattern, peers, and protégés. I need to have some patterns in my life and some peers in my life and some protégés. And the patterns and the peers are people I give permission to, to tell me and to show me and guide me and say, hey, you were great when you did that. That looked good. Keep doing more of that. I saw your eyes glaze over. I saw when you were doing that, it was a timeless event for you. Number one, you gotta get some people in your life who can kind of tell you and guide and direct you. Uh, number two, experiment, do some things. Number three, uh, Daniel Goldman in the book Focus said, one of the greatest attributes and gifts is the ability uh, to have self-awareness, to get outside of yourself. I think it happens at 40, I wish it happened sooner. That's why it's imperative to have mentors. Mm. The ability to get outside of yourself and see yourself, see how you show up. And you'll see, once you start experimenting, there are some verbs, some action words, some attributes and qualities, some adjective, adjectives that keep showing up every time you do something. You might, if you say, hey, I'm passionate about kids, you might babysit, you might go to school to volunteer. You look around, there are some golden threads that that are aligning some of the things you've done. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I'm, I'm a passionate teacher. I look back over my career. I wish you could connect the dots forward, but it doesn't work that way. You connect the dots backwards. The stuff that we do as kids, it doesn't work that way. You connect them backwards. I look back over my career. I started in 2001 at Hattiesburg High School, working with the big guys, with Yama Jones. Then I go to Law, then I go to Lumberton, then I go to uh, Old Grove, then I had fitness classes at Old Grove, weight training classes, then I go to Woodland, we moved to school there and I go to Earl Javillian, then I do the nonprofit thing, then I start at Grace Temple, then we start the business in 2010. I look back over my life, my verb that was evident throughout the last 10 years, 20 years, 
is teaching. So I say, hey, everywhere I was, I was teaching. I was doing something. I get passionate about teaching. Like right now, it's, it, it, I, yeah. the time is gone. I've, 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 it's almost timeless when you start thinking about what God has created you to do and be. When you get in your zone, it's called flow state. Yeah. And I look back over my career, connect that back with I said, T-E-A-C-H. What was I doing? I was teaching. I was empowered with words. I was authoring. I was coaching, which means to hold your hand and, and help you get there. And I was harmonizing. I was organizing some things. And I love it. And it just keeps happening over and over again. And then once you do that, once I experiment it, people call you a Marco Polo. Or don't don't get don't hire him because he won't be there long. Don't hire her because uh, she's not going to be there long. She's a Marco Polo. But it's okay. I think it's okay to experiment. And. Uh, the first few years of your life before you get a lot of responsibility. That's why I think it's important to pray that we do while we're young. Mm -hmm. The 2 Timothy 2.2 2 says, uh, find like-minded men, train them up, and get them to train others. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what we're called to do. So I hope that helps somebody. Yeah. Number one, you, you, you have to, I, I say, experiment. Do some things. Find, find out some things and look what the pattern is. Just try some stuff. Get some mentors in your life. Let them look at you. Then get outside of your body and say, hey, when was I most effective? When was I happiest? How was I showing up during that time? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Y'all, Van is giving us some great wealth of knowledge today. He's truly teaching. Um, you know, I, I know we gotta kinda get, get out of Van's hair to, so he can enjoy his rest day. Um, first part of the day anyway, right? Oh, yeah. uh, we always have to rest. Um, and, and like I said, man, Van is a champion in my life. Um, I'm giving him his roses, letting him know, you know, he's had a major impact from a distance. I, I've always honored and watched Van and just what uh, God has done in his life and his wife's life. Uh, even in the kids and the girls' life, uh, Van is like me. Van is a girl dad. Van has two beautiful daughters and uh, uh, Sydney actually told Reagan she wanted a babysitter. <laughs> so, you know, they have a, a different relationship and I, I see that, you know, because Reagan is always bragging on Sydney and, and I think that's amazing. But that starts with you, your heart for passion, um, your heart for just people, you know? Um, and I think that definitely starts when it you. I, before we Before we close out, um, you know, one thing I remember back when I worked at C-SPAR, one question that we often asked any candidate that we were hiring in regard to integrity was, in what work or business relationship do you find integrity to be unimportant? Or honesty unimportant? You would be surprised, man, at how many people that we had to actually answer, try to answer that question. Mm. I've heard things like, Oh, when y'all sell these janky prepaid phones, <laughs> I've mm -hmm. heard that. I've heard, well, you know, you're in sales and honesty, sometimes you can't be too honest when you're in sales because people may not buy from you. And I feel like, you know, honesty is always important. Integrity, uh, having a more code, having a more compass is always important. Uh, but if you had one key takeaway that you want to give the people about integrity, what would it be? Um, goes back to the definition to be honest and true to sh have strict adherence to a moral code whatever that code is and the code is 
it's principles they don't change practices might change but the principles don't change and lastly be to be complete sound and without holes and i challenge everyone on the podcast to seek integrity seek truth the the greatest teacher of all time told us in john 8 uh, that the truth will set us free so to always seek truth and I, when I and what I notice is when there's some conflict, there's two things that are happening. Somebody is withholding the truth, and somebody else is in pursuit of the truth. Mm. And it's okay to have conflict when we're in pursuit of the truth. And don't be the person, the person, the uh, other person who's withholding the truth. Be, be people of honesty and integrity. And like we said about those champions, continue to be passionate about what you were created to do. Find out what it is. We took, we gave you a, a simple recipe to do that. Get some mentors in your life who are watching you. Learn how to watch yourself. Find some self-awareness. And also to experiment with some things. See why you show up. Persevere. You blanket that triangle with perseverance. And after, after you do that, continue that. Plan and set goals and practice those things and great things that happen you have a jesus said uh, he wants us to have an abundant life and uh john 10 t i i, I want to have an abundant life that's it. that's it i want you to have an abundant life as well too yes sir van anything else you want to add before we close out that's about the gist of it. this has been a great time man thank you so much yes sir uh, for the opportunity and i always throw a disclaimer in none of us are experts or perfect at any of these things but as the apostle paul said i think it's philippians 1 uh, we press, so I challenge everybody on the line to press and press towards the mark every day. Just get up and press. Yes, Van. If uh, people want to get in contact with you, because um, I know y'all got a lot of different things going on, how can they reach you? Uh, where can they find you at on social media, email? Just let us know where we can reach you at. Uh, first off, my website is uh, vantjones.com. Uh, Van V is in Victor Van T Jones um, My email is Van T Jones at Van T Jones com, and that's about those are my two contact points. And you can go to the website, um, and you can communicate with me through the website and just shoot me an email. Awesome. All right. Once again, champions. That concludes today's episode of the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Vance, so much, brother. Thank you so much for coming on, for sharing what you've shared. Um, you know, I definitely uh, pray and hope that people that are listening, people that are watching, will take heart to some of the keys, the gems that Van has given us, the principles that Van has given us on today. But that's it, COE, champion over everything. Once again, thank you for tuning in to COE, champion over everything. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. COE, we holding it down. One.